while your day is winding down, they're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day, from local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard, to listen, and where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. Welcome to well, welcome to South Coast tonight. I'm Marcus Farrow. Um, Chris will be back tomorrow, but we're joined now by Lisa Kashinsky of Politico. Hey, Lisa. Hey, how's it going? Good. Thanks for coming on. So, um, uh, rent control has been the big topic of the week. Um, uh, I think it was yesterday or the day before. Um, mm-hmm. M- Mayor Michelle Wu's. Uh, rent control package uh, passed the city council. Can you can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, so it was, I know I'm thinking about the day right now, too. Yeah. It was yesterday, Wednesday, um, that this passed the council. And basically, the setup here is that, uh, you know, Boston Mayor Michelle Wu had proposed what kind of came in is already a compromise proposal, where Rents would be, rent increases would be capped at 6% plus inflation and 10% in high inflation years. So basically rents could never, rent increases uh, for same tenants could not go above 10% max in a year. There would be exemptions for new construction up to 15 years um, after it opened and also exemptions for kind of like smaller owner-occupied landlords, think of like a triple-decker type of thing. Uh, there are exemptions for that as well. And it also included uh, stronger tenant protections um, with just cause eviction protections and things like that. So this came into the council. You know, again, Michelle Wu is a progressive mayor. Um, this is a progressive policy. This kind of came in as a bit of a compromise already. There were a lot of progressive counselors on the city council uh, that wanted this to go further. And by that, we mean wanted the rent increase cap to be a lower number. I know it's kind of hard to, yeah, right. <laughs> to understand that. But, yeah, so where hers was, you know, 6% plus inflation, they wanted to see it, you know, 5 4 3% plus inflation to really stop these increases from going up. But what happened is basically they kind of set aside their differences and passed this in an overwhelming 11 to 2 vote that won all the progressives, um, two of the centrists, um, to really send this up to Beacon Hill with a strong show of support. So, um, the, the two, the two counselors that voted against it, is there any, you know, did they cite any particular reasons, um, for their objection? They, uh, are two of the, they are the two most centrist uh, members of the council. Um, and they had just kind of always been against us from, you know, from the start and just kind of the regular arguments that you hear about rent control questioning, its effectiveness, uh, that type of stuff. So um, I, my understanding is the bringing, getting this, uh, this is a home rule petition, which means it has to pass the le- uh, both chambers of the legislature and be signed by Governor Healy. My understanding is that's that will be a bit of heavy lifting. Yeah, she faces a really uphill battle with this. Um, basically, voter voters are enthused about this. Um, so the people that these lawmakers are representing are growing in their support of rent control. Um, it does have majority support in a poll that was released uh, shortly before this came up for a vote with the council. But, you know, Deacon Hill is 
very centralized in its power structure and centrist in who is in those positions of yeah. leadership. And they so far have not not been interested in rent control. Uh, House Speaker Ron Mariano has raised, you know, quote, serious questions, end quote, about rent control's effectiveness in the past. Senate President Karen Spoko has been noncommittal. The governor has been noncommittal beyond just kind of broadly saying that communities should be able to make their own decisions, but she hasn't commented on Boston's plan specifically. So even though the mayor has allies who are in leadership, um, particularly in the House, it's going to be difficult for her to sway the people at the tippy top to really get this moving. Yeah, because the last time uh, any type of rent control was on the uh, on uh, in, in a bill or proposed for a bill, it, it didn't do very well in terms of the number of votes it got. No, it didn't. It had come up. Um, there's a bill that's been filed a few times now by State Representative Mike Connolly. Mm. Um, he represents Cambridge and Somerville that yeah. would kind of broadly bring back local option rent control um, and also has a bunch of tenant protections in it. That came up as an amendment to a larger economic development bill back in 2020 and it just it got 23 votes i believe um out of what is not all of the representatives were there but it's 23 out of basically 160 members so that's yeah. Not great math. Yeah, would need a few more. So yeah. uh, we're speaking with Lisa Kashinsky of Politico. We're talking about um, uh, rent control proposals in in, uh, in in Boston. There has been some moneyed opposition that's being raised uh, against this um, rent control proposal. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about who's behind the opposition? Yeah, the Greater Boston Real Estate Board had launched a nearly $400,000 campaign. I'm not quite sure if they had really spent all that much in the end because the vote came sooner than a lot of people thought that it would. Mm-hmm. Most people expected this to drag out for another couple of weeks. But they um, they had spent this money on mailers and digital ads in opposition to rent control uh, that were hitting people's inboxes you know, throughout Boston to really kind of sink this. Uh, in the court of public opinion, um, knowing that it would probably pass the council and go up to the state house. So they're gearing up for, you know, the next part of their fight. There's also a lawsuit that the mayor is facing from landlords who are just kind of seeking more, at least right now, just kind of seeking more information um, about, you know, kind of the processes behind how this all came together. I'll be curious to see what type of opposition they mount at the state house, if any, Um because that's more of just like a public records request right now. Uh, so, yeah, you can expect to see basically, you know, the real estate industry is going to lobby and, you know, publicly campaign against this continues going forward. So um, this is going to be, it seems, a bellwether um, for other rent control proposals. There has been, um, you know, you talked about Mike Mike Conley, who's a friend of the show. He, he's from Cambridge. He's putting forward, you know, he filed his Tenant Protection Act down here in New Bedford. Where they're they're actually, as we're talking, discussing putting the rent stabilization ballot question on the ballot. My understanding is it's, it's going to pass with at least eight votes. Mm-hmm. Um, what other cities in the Commonwealth are looking at rent control? Somerville, in the past few days, uh, Councillor uh, there, Ben Ewing Campen, uh, has announced that he is going to start trying to craft a home rule petition to bring forward uh, to the council there in the fall in hopes of bringing it up to Beacon Hill. 
Um, and there are several other bills filed by various progressive lawmakers um, that include some mix of rent stabilization and tenant protections. Um, Mike Connolly uh, tends to get a lot of attention for his because he's filed it um, several years in a row, and it's been kind of the main vehicle to move that discussion forward so far on Beacon Hill uh, over the past few sessions. And now it will be joined by uh, Mayor Wu's petition and others. So, you know, how her next steps and how she kind of navigates Beacon Hill and how far she's able to get this to go up there will definitely be a template for, you know, Somerville, um, you know, New Bedford, if it gets, you know, past the ballot question, you know, projecting very far out and they look at a home roll down the line too. um, And other communities that if Boston's able to get any measure of success with this might look to revive rent control too. Our, um, the counselor that proposed it here is, was very um, persnickety about the language um, that he wanted to choose. He said, control and stabilization are two completely separate things. My co-host yesterday said that's just um, political branding and semantics. Is uh, there been any, like, distinguish Is there been any, like... Um, distinguishment in Boston or anywhere else um, between the the language of rent stabilization and rent control? Wu in Boston has specifically pitched this as rent stabilization. Um, But, you know, by very definition of what they're trying to do, they're trying to control how much rents are rising for, you know, same tenants in a given year. So, Rent stabilization, yeah, it, it is kind of political semantics. Um, at this point, both versions of it seem to poll popularly, uh, you know, both rent control and rent stabilization, whereas before rent control has those connotations of when it was legal here, yeah. uh, you know, back 30 years ago and stuff. And so when people say rent control, you kind of saw this from former Governor Charlie Baker a bit, um, Frank Baker on the Boston City Council, where you say rent control and they think back to what it used to be and how Baker, um, you know, the former governor didn't like that, you know, didn't see it working when he was younger. So rent stabilization is a little bit of a rebrand, um, but, you know, at the very base, they are trying to, like, physically, literally, I guess, control rent increases. So, you know, this home rule petition, like we've talked about, uh, looks like it's going to be some heavy lifting uh, for New Be- uh, for um, Boston, maybe New Bedford, some time down the line if if that if that ever gets moving, or in Somerville. Um, is there another? Are there any other avenues for uh, people um, that uh, policymakers or people that want to implement uh, rent stabilization or rent control? They would have to turn to a ballot question campaign um, for the twenty twenty four ballot, uh, which would be a very heavy lift. It yeah. is popular in polls, but again, when you have real estate, you know, the real estate industry has very deep pockets mobilizing yeah. against this already, you know, $400,000 to try and sign it at the council level, you can imagine how much money, you know, multiply that um, to how much they would put into stopping the ballot question from passing. So that you know, because it is banned and it was banned through, you know, a ballot referendum, Um, you know, that would be the other avenue. But, you know, at the same time, the more home rule petitions there are, even if they don't see success on Beacon Hill immediately, um, which home rule petitions often don't um, for bigger issues like these, 
it drives the it keeps the conversation at the forefront and keeps advancing it in a way that it makes a ballot question campaign a little more possible than it would have been a few years ago. Lisa Kaczynski of Politico, I, I appreciate you joining me this evening. Before I let you go, um, where can people go to learn more about your work? If you Google Massachusetts Playbook um, and Politico, it will come up. It is a newsletter that comes out five days a week. Um, you can sign up with your email uh, when you open up the webpage, and you can also hear me on The Horse Race, which is a podcast through Mass. And occasionally on Twitter, um, you'll uh, you'll post the cat picture. Yes, I do. She is sleeping right near me right now. Lisa, thanks so much for joining me. Always a pleasure. Thanks for having me. That was Lisa Kaczynski of of Massachusetts Playbook talking about the rent control issue in Boston. Um, Rent stabilization, rent control seems, again, uh, probably just a word that um, uh, probably just a matter of political branding. As we're speaking now, the city council in New Bedford is taking up the ballot question for rent stabilization slash rent control, whatever you want to call it. It's going to say rent stabilization on the ballot question. Um, so that's that's what they want to call it. And my understanding is, from what I'm hearing, is that it's going to be eight to three. I can't tell you who the three are going to be yet because I don't want to out anybody <laughs> before they get their chance to make the vote. But my understanding is it's going to be an 8-3 to three vote. It'll then go to Mayor Mitchell's desk. And interesting news coming out of the uh, out of the mayor's office today on homelessness, uh, on their, their um, uh, plans to use ARPA money to combat homelessness. I think not a coincidence, the timing of that release. So um, I don't know where he stands on this. He was not clear uh he was not um clear about where he stands on this because he had said he hadn't spoken with Councilor burgo about uh this yet so um we'll see how this vote goes again we've got adam bass he's live in city council chambers and um he'll be giving us updates on the rent control rent stabilization better rent whatever you want to call it vote 508-996-0500 is how you can get on the program. Did I say the number right? I say the number so much that I just say it and I don't even realize that I say it. It is like, it is a function much like breathing. Now, (laughs) the WBSM uh, call number. So 508-996-0500. That's how you can join me this evening. I'll be here till 10 o'clock. Adam Bass will be here later. That was Lisa Kaczynski. Paul Harrow was with me earlier. This is South Coast Tonight. And we'll also take your messages on the WBSM app chat. So if you want to shoot me an app chat or you want to send me a, 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 a message somewhere, if you have my cell number, you can text me, I guess. If you have a Facebook messenger or whatever, can reach out to me there maybe twitter messenger i don't know however you want to however you want to chime in uh, i'll be happy to um be happy to 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 have you so 508-996-0500 that's how you can join us this evening we're going to take a break now we will be back this is south coast tonight happy friday junior to everybody out there 
1420 WB. Welcome back to the show. I'm Marcus, 508-996-0500. Again, that was Politico's Lisa, Lisa Kaczynski. Appreciate her joining us uh, this evening to talk about... Um, to talk about the rent control measures that have been proposed in Boston that are going to be a home rule petition. This, if this happens in New Bedford, the ballot question doesn't need to be a home rule petition. It's a te- basically a temperature check. But just so people are reminded that this is just asking people yes or no, do you support a rent stabilization on the do you support rent stabilization on the um, in New Bedford? An ordinance. Actually, getting some messages. Just of some. Just this is some some funny business going on. Nothing nothing worth talking about, honestly, uh, in the uh, in the city council as we speak. But we're waiting on the rent control. <laughs> um, <laughs> it is fun. It's just a picture. Somebody holding signs. I personally think it's funny, but it's one of those things. It's a visual thing, so I can't really describe it on the air to you. I guess I could, right? Kind of like Scott Lang, you know, comes in and reads the funnies. I guess I could do that, but I'm not going to. So uh, welcome back to South Coast Tonight. I'm Marcus, 508-996-0500 is how you can join me this evening. We'll also take your messages on the WBSM app chat. We'll be waiting for the... Um, city, we'll be waiting for updates from Adam Bass on the city council meeting right now. What they're proposing, just so people aren't known, and there's more you can read at wbsm.com if you want the full story. You can you can find it on uh, on our on our website wbsm.com, and um, we'll uh, also be taking your calls now at five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. Good evening. Hey, Marcus, how you doing? Hey, Tom, what's up? Well, you know, I'm looking at this, and they still haven't uh, uh, got a confirmation on the vote yet. I was hoping that they would get delayed until the next meeting so they could do the ordinance to uh, plug up the uh, the initial phase that needs to be done for the base that we talked about. Uh, you know, because without a base, then this is just a wide-open uh, invitation for landlords to jack up the rent now. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'm concerned also... You know, I don't know any of the personal business of, of the city council that's in there, but do we know how many of them uh, own property or family-owned properties? You know, is this designed, uh, you know, you could start, you know, doing uh, some theories about, is this designed for their own benefit? You and, know, I uh, am not privy to the real estate portfolio uh, of the councillors, um, honestly. I don't know, you know, I know, I know, I know, good number of them are homeowners um if not most of them are homeowners but in terms of do they you know does their real estate portfolio expand beyond their own home ownership i i can't speak to that yeah would they if if they did would they have to recuse themselves from the vote i mean it just gets <laughs> there's so many there were so many different scenarios from landlords and tenants and i i just don't think that they could do this uh it, it, it's it's going to be a hurdle uh long term and if we got to wait 2 years to find out you can imagine how the the, the uh, landlords are going to protect themselves with this uh i gave the example uh, if tom kennedy was spending $100 for rent and uh the 20% issue comes to fruition that means that 
the landlord at this point said, well, you know, I can only go up Tom Kennedy's rent to $120. Yeah. If I jack up his rent to $1,000, then uh, two years down the road, I can get 1300 And that would behoove me as a landlord to protect my interests. So th- that's the scenario I'm worried about. And uh, uh, I don't know. There's got to be a larger portfolio of thought on the, uh, this whole thing. Yeah, maybe. Because the thing is, is that... Um you know, this whole idea is like, oh, they're going to jack up the rents now, uh, now that this is even being talked about. They're, they're doing it anyway, right? So it's not like something that's not being done. Um, and to the extent that it can be done more, um, I'd say they'd probably already be doing it if it wasn't for the fact that uh, they may not be able to get, you know, they may they may go above what the market can, you know, can bear in that situation. But... Um, you know, what's going to happen eventually, frankly, is if something isn't done, we're the people that live in New Bedford will no longer live there. That's correct. And <laughs> you know, it's truly too. Yeah. You know, I, I'm looking at this and like you know, all this I'm great stuff you. that's happening. Oh, we got the train. Oh, we got this. We got that. There's new, you know, there's all kinds of new restaurants and all kinds of new attractions and, oh, you know, everything's on the come up. Wonderful, but you'd want the people that live there to be able to enjoy it. And um, and if if something isn't done, they're not going to be able to. That's correct. And uh, it's got me worried. Uh, I'm on a fixed income. Yeah. And I'm retired. I'm 70 years old. And uh, this, this doesn't look pretty to me, I can tell you that. Yeah. I think maybe, you know, if I want to go back into the 60s and, and kick up my dander a bit, and then if it's going to be this way and, and the landlords have the power, then maybe we ought to turn around and start operating a, a tenants union. And everybody citywide don't pay their rent. They put it all in escrow, bring the landlords to their knees, right, until this gets straightened out. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, you know, I you know, I think the other thing that probably has to be done that frankly New Bedford's neglected to do is is increase housing stock. You know, and, no, and, and I, I and employment and employment so uh, people can afford to pay the the, the market rent. There was a great argument from a landlord today that it isn't a rent problem, it's an economic problem where people can't afford to pay the rent. I just got an update that the that the ballot referendum passed ten to one, uh the one vote being new counselor Sean Oliver. So uh, the one vote against Ian it. Abel showed up today. Yeah, Ian, well, yeah, he, he, yeah, he sent me a picture actually. Um, wow. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So Ian, uh, Ian's there. Um, they're all there. So it's ten to, ten to one. And who is the one? Sean Oliver is the one. Oh wait, nine to one. Yeah, not ten to wait. one. Nine to one. So I, somebody's missing. Ian, Ian's grandmother passed. He maybe he sent me a picture that somebody else sent him. Okay, that's oh. interesting. Yeah. Oh, Ian. Uh, okay, yeah, it is Ian. Ian didn't. Ian didn't make it. Yeah, Ian's grandmother passed, and he took a bereavement day. Uh, wow. Okay, so it passes, and it's gonna do what now? It's gonna get on the ballot. Um. Well, so it goes to Mitchell. Mitchell can, if he signs it, it gets, it can get on the ballot, but uh, he can reject it uh, as well, and then they'll override the veto because they have the votes, but. It is still subjected to language from the city. Uh, the language is still subjected to review from the city solicitor. 
So the city solicitor could say, okay, but it needs to be proposed in this way. We need to ask the question this way, you know, for whatever reason. Or they could just say this ballot is, you know, this question isn't legal. Let's kick it off the ballot. You see that happen a lot at the state level, you know, um, with with some of these ballot questions, like how they kicked off the um, the Uber, the Uber and Lyft, uh, uh, the union busting Uber and Lyft one, um, which was a good thing. But they they did that. So so it's on the ballot. Then uh, say the people of, of New Bedford vote for it. Then there's got to be a whole new petition to, to uh, circumvent the state law that makes it illegal, uh, just like Boston is doing. And uh, once that occurs, and all this is going to take a, a, a boatload of time, and uh, th- that's the concern. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, all right. That's about that for that one. Thanks, Tom. I appreciate your call. Yeah, yeah bye. So it looks like nine to one, it passed. We're getting some updates from. Um, we're looking. We're getting some updates. At Ian, Ian took a. Ian took a, uh, a bereavement. So, um, nine to one, it passed. Count. Uh, so just looking at some comments that that Adam's been recording of it. Um. It looks like. You know, Burgo obviously was supporting it. Sean Oliver, his he said he was skeptical. I fear that this will fast track rent increases. My biggest thing is that I feel like it's going to have the landlords that are doing the right thing almost feel like a mass exodus. Um. Okay. I guess we'll see. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred is how you can get on the program uh, this evening. Um, it looks like everybody else had, uh, you know, most other counselors had, had um, spoken on the record. It looks like a lot of talk about some good landlords and some bad landlords. Um, so I think Shane said he'd talked to some landlords about this, uh, not everybody. Um, but he talked to some landlords, you know, some, I think what he described as mom and pop landlords, which I would assume is people with like a modest real estate portfolio or, um, you know, maybe live in an owner occupied, you know, maybe it's like an owner occupied, like they live on one floor of a three decker or one floor of a two decker or four decker, whatever, you know what I mean? Right. Live in one of the floors of the, um, of the multifamily that they, that they the that they rent out to, you know, one or more persons. Um, he said he's talked to them, and some of them are okay with it as long as it's capped at a certain percentage. So, um, but this is just a temperature check, you know. After this, it's going to go. Here's the thing. I don't know how Mitchell's going to go on this, but it doesn't matter here. It would matter later. It would matter later because. Mitchell still needs to sign a home rule petition. You cannot pass anything. You cannot pass a home rule petition without the mayor's signature. It cannot be done. There is no override to the veto on that. It has to be signed by the the city council, and it has to be signed by the mayor. So we'll see how that conversation goes forward. But we're taking your calls now at 508-996-0500. Good evening. Is it me? Yeah. Hey, um, so I got a quick question. Uh, I've been listening to this off and on the last couple of days. This is only for residential real estate, correct? Not commercial. 
Yeah, that's my understanding is that it's residential real estate. Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. All right. But but Thanks. right but right now it's just a question of whether or not people even want to you know want to want the city council to move forward with it. You know. Well, I'm a landlord. I've been a landlord in the past. Um, I wouldn't necessarily want the and I understand people are struggling. I get that. Okay, but I wouldn't want people uh, not people the government trampling on my rights as an owner who am actually helping out the government by having rentals for people to live in instead of housing through the government, then now they're going to tell me what to do. I understand. Yeah. So, thank you. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. No problem. 508-996-0500 is how you can get in the program. Yeah, so my understanding is it's residential properties, not commercial, Um, but uh, that's, you know, I haven't heard of commercial rent control uh, yet. Uh, my understanding is because what they're looking for is, you know, the argument here is housing. They're, they're, it's, 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 it's to improve housing. So, and, you know, I think it's probably centered, predicated on the fact that housing is a public good. I, I don't think commercial real estate would fall under that under that purview. But right now what it is, is the discussion is basically just getting a ballot question as a temperature check to see if it's something they can, they can and should move forward with. Um, 508-996-0500. Let's take a break and we'll be right back. This is South coast tonight. I'm Marcus Farrow and this is uh, 1420 WBSM. 1420 WBSM, New Bedford's News Talk Station. What do you mean he wa- spent all day hearing about the news? Now's your chance to react to it. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Call Chris and Marcus now at 508-996-0500. Or send a text via app chat on the WBSM app. Now, back to South Coast Tonight. Welcome back to South Coast Tonight. I'm Marcus, 508-996-0500. Um, so just talking to... Um, to Councillor Abreu, he says he would have voted against uh, the ballot referendum. He said it would have been nine to two. He's going to explain his position. He's actually going to be on tomorrow at seven. Uh, he's he's calling into the show tomorrow at seven. Our Friday night show. We always make news on Friday nights. You've got to tune in on Fridays because Fridays is our biggest news night. For some reason, I don't know. I don't know why, but we always make news on Friday nights. Whether it be Hugh Dunn's resignation, whether it be Hero's get, Hero getting endorsed by Healy during the campaign last week, I had members of the school committee to talk about the um, the the protest against Oliver. We're always making news um, on Fridays, and Ian Abreu will be with us. He's going to explain his position. He said he's going to vote against um, the veto override as well if Mitchell does decide to veto the ballot the ballot measure so really uh excited to to hear from councillor abreu tomorrow 508-996-0500 if you want to chime in on the conversation so um this you know i i think i think a perspective to i think a way to look at it is honestly if you're in favor of some sort of rent control rent stabilization is you know we think about during the pandemic, there were a lot of in Massachusetts because there are no federal price gouging laws because it's America. Right. 
Um, but state by state, you can impose some price gouging regulations. More Healy had put together, I think, when she was attorney general back in 2020, a robust set of um, emergency price gouging regulations to uh, to, you know, ensure that uh, necessary public goods, right, like you know, certain healthcare items in that, in this case, like, you know, masks, hand sanitizers, things of that nature weren't being, they weren't jacking the price up on those because of the supply and demand, because these things are a public good. People need them for their health. And, you know, they didn't want to, they wanted to make sure people, you know, unscrupulous, um, unscrupulous businesses weren't, you know, jacking up the price on things because they knew people were need needed them or they were desperate for them. I think we're in sort of that situation now where, you know, this is a crisis. This is, we are in a housing crisis, right? So there is an issue of supply. So is this a situation in which this would act as sort of an anti-price gouging law? Right. To ensure that public goods such as housing. Aren't. Price gouged. And, you know, you know, rents aren't. The need for public housing isn't being used to exploit. Desperate people or anybody that needs a house. So. I think that's probably, you know, and and to to be fair on this, and I hate when people say this, but and I guess it doesn't make it, I guess it doesn't make it better when I say I hate when people say this and I just say the thing I hate when people say anyway. That doesn't make me any better than the people who say it. But I hate when people say this, but this is not a panacea, right? Rent stabilization or rent control is not a panacea. And... What I think that, what I think that obviously they need is a, you know, a more investment in improving the housing stock, right? That's what everybody needs is more investment in improving the housing stock because there is a limited, there definitely is a limited supply, but that doesn't mean that those two things aren't mutually, that doesn't mean those two things are mutually exclusive, right? That doesn't mean while they're building the, the housing stock, they ensure that the public good of housing, you know, isn't price gouged, you know, beyond what people could sustainably afford. 508-996-0500 is how you can get on the program. We'll also take your uh, app chat messages on the WBSM app. Uh, this is South Coast Tonight. I'm Marcus Farrow. We're waiting for Adam Bass uh, to, you know, I don't know how long the city council meeting is going to go, but we did get an update that that ballot measure passed 9 to 1. Uh, Councilor Abreu wasn't there. It would pass Nine, it would have. He, uh, Ian said it would have been nine to two. We're going to have Ian on tomorrow to talk about um, we're going to have Ian tomorrow. Uh, Ian tomorrow to talk about 
his reasoning behind why he would have voted no and why he will vote no against a veto override if Mayor Mitchell were to veto this. I'm going to take a break. We'll be back. The WBSM app is everything. I'm Marcus Farrow, 508-996-0500, or I'll take your messages on the WBSM app chat. Uh, we're also worth noting that um, the... They, I think the city council approved this. There is a $3 million plan uh, to allocate ARPA money um, for um, to tackle homelessness and housing instability in the city. Mitchell announced this today. Uh, it's in, you know, I think, it, I believe it did pass the city, the city council today. Um, so... It looks like... There is, uh, they did cite some data from HUD that shows in the southern part, uh, the, the, that shows the area in New Bedford with the lowest rents, which is the southern part of the north end, I'm guessing around North Front Street. They've seen a 33% jump in fair market rate for a one and two bedroom apartment since 2020. So even in the area with the lowest rent, there's still been a 33% uh, jump. So uh, this allocation plan includes 900000 to develop affordable rental housing, 700000 for shelter beds for the unhoused, 500000 for rental assistance programs, and almost 600000 for community and nonprofit support services and housing development initiatives. So this is on top of the previously announced $6 million in ARPA uh, money for housing initiatives and community development grants, uh, that's uh, according to what the mayor's office said. Um, and so it uh, looks like, um, and they said you can call uh, Josh Amaral or Jennifer Clark at 508-979-1500 if you have any um, any questions about that. So Josh, you know, is at the Office of uh, Housing Community Development. Um, so you can give them a call at 508 979 1500 um so there looks like 9 million at least of that arpa money is going to tackle some housing issues which is good it's i think a good place uh definitely to start by the way i wanted to say this before the program's over uh, i saw bill keating tweet out that biden has um 350 million dollars allocated in his budget for bridge replacement um that's something we've talked about, you know, how federal funding for the Cape Cod Bridge has failed a couple of times. Bill Keating had said today in a post on social media that uh, he was thanking Biden. Yeah, he said, um, thank you for recognizing the need to replace the Cape Cod Canal Bridges by making a down payment of $350 million and committing fully to funding the $600 million federal obligation and transferring the bridges of the Commonwealth into your FY24 budget. So it looks like they've uh, successfully lobbied the Biden administration for um, for uh, a significant amount of federal money for the bridge funding, which was, I think, a point of criticism um, that Keating and uh, Warren and Markey had taken to heart. And uh, and I think they really they you know I think they delivered so I that's good five zero eight nine nine six oh five hundred is how you can get on the program I see a call on the line I would I would say it's best to call back um, because 
I don't have any time to get to you right now. If you call back in the nine o'clock hour after, uh, or or if you want to hold, if you want to hold until after the news, either or, that works. So you can either hold uh, 